Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Well, if you listened last week, you know that Doug is out today and tomorrow. And in the studio, in his place, we have Brad Sykes. So happy to have him back in the studio today. Um, Brad, how's it going today? Good, buddy. How about you? Doing well. Been busy. Busy weekend? Yeah, well, you know, uh, my dad's birthday is today, so yesterday really? yeah, we got together as a family, and uh, so that was pretty I better, fun. Uh, I better text him then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, I, I texted him. I still haven't heard back. He's a notoriously bad texter, so I don't think he'll... Well, he's probably tuned in right now, so uh, happy birthday, AJ. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, so have, I, I have not looked at the news today. Have you looked at it at I all? haven't either. Mm. I haven't either. Well, uh, in fact, you know, that's usually something... I rely on you to do. You're you're my you're, you're my go to on news for the day. Well, but did. it's been a busy day for me. I, yeah. I was kind of going from one meeting to another, and you know, snuck in here, got my cup of coffee, and I'm ready to roll, but not with the news. Yeah, you know, and I, on the way in, I was like, you know what, Brad probably didn't look at the news, so <laughs> I figured I'd find some questions to ask. I, I do have a question. Um, you know, kind of with the state. I asked this to a lot of people, but with the state of kind of affairs in the nation and around the world. Uh, do you have any idea? Have you given much thought to where we might be heading and what uh, the next, you know, few few ten years or so is going to look like and what to do about them? Oh man, how how much time do we really have? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a uh, that's a deep question, and and it requires probably a pretty deep answer. You know, almost every day there's something going on that makes me actually think about what what does the next couple of years look like mm. i mean yeah with all that's going on i mean i think you know depending on what that's targeted to if you look at like this morning i was reading some stuff uh on the local just new, local news mm. but really more on uh, economics uh how wh- how things are looking in Jackson. a lot of people because of the business i'm in hey what's real estate look like mm. you know yeah. and i tend to lean on what what are the banks have to say about Jacksonville. And listen, the banks are really positive about Jacksonville. Jacksonville's got a lot of potential and there's a lot of upside, I think, for growth. But, you know, I tend to think about what, you know, I was thinking about what you and I talked about Friday, you know, uh, talking about uh, raising this next generation. Mm, And uh, I I am more convinced than ever that we need more one-on-one discipleship. Uh, that's not to say I, I firmly believe small groups are very powerful, uh, Sunday schools, all those kind of things. But you know what? I mean, who's to say what 10 years looks like? Will yeah. we gather as the church the right. way we know it as? Or will you be shut down? Will you be shut down for having a small group at your house? I mean, I hate to speak like that, but the reality is, going to have a hard time shutting you and i down if we go get coffee somewhere right you know just a one-on-one engagement Mm -hmm. i kind of wonder from that from that perspective well yeah that's uh, i think something that you know definitely my dad talked to 
him about similar things. And, yeah, I think that's something that everybody should really be considering, especially, uh, you know, we saw what happened about a year and a half ago. There was, like, they sent out uh, squad cars in uh, Kentucky to watch churches and see who went into them and take down license plates and stuff. And, you know, that was because of COVID. You could say, oh, that's because of COVID. It's not any sort of, you know, religious thing. But, I mean, that's a, a serious precedent um, that, I would say is well over the line of what has been in the past considered acceptable. Well, I tell you, if we don't start standing up, you know, uh, I don't know if you read, ended up reading that book by Erwin Lutzer, we will not be silenced. You know, you, you wonder how did we get here today? You know, you think, I mean, some of the things we're, we're hearing and watching, uh, my wife and I are reading a book, uh, called when Harry became Sally. Oh, mm-hmm. And, and as you're reading it, you're like, how, how's this possible? Well, I think it's partly possible because we've been silenced. No, actually, I take that back. We haven't been silenced. We've chosen to be silent. And that's a problem. When we have chosen to be silent on issues for our country, morale, biblical issues that we have stood on for 200-plus years, and we're now kind of, wavering back and forth i mean we hear about even evangelicals who have never shared their faith i mean 97 yeah. percent something like that have never once shared their faith well i mean it makes you question whether there really is a faith there. Mm-hmm. yeah and you know you gotta like you said trace it back to where i mean now i think looking at where we're at and then realizing this has been a long time coming and there's been plenty of opportunities to do something about it and not, you know, be in the situation that we're in or where we might go. And yet the church has not done that in the past. And it's a little bit baffling as to why. I mean, I guess I can see it's like, Oh, well, you know, it's just this, it's just that and not seeing the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. But I mean, at this point it's like, Ooh, you know, yeah. I mean, we've been silent for all these years. Now it's kind of reached a point where we're wanting to say something, but we're being silenced. And, and that's, you know, that's not a big surprise at this point. Yeah, and, you know, at the same time, there's a lot of people who don't want to say anything. You know what I mean? Um, as far as church people just kind of want to be, yeah, don't really want to s- step up and say, hey, this is right and this is wrong, because every single aspect of life has become politicized mm-hmm. to the point that, something that's just a normal we, we would say a, a historic truth now that's part of a political debate and so people are like oh, i don't want to be seen as being part of one side or the other you know what i mean absolutely absolutely and yeah so i think that the church has got to do a better job of being being like this is the church we don't care right. about <laughs> this that this is the truth and this is what we stand on um but that's going to take leaders and you know pastors stepping up and doing that and doing it apart from, you know, a political uh, uh, side. Well, we need as the church, obviously, to be equipped from the standpoint on how to defend our faith in season, out of season, as we're told in the scriptures. So many people don't know how to do that. We live in a culture and a society where um, we elevate good communicators so that we don't have to communicate. Yeah. In other words, come to my church and hear my pastor. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. 
But if you're if you're bringing inviting somebody to church because you're not courageous enough or you don't feel like you're equipped enough to share the gospel, shame on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think that even kind of going back to what you and I were talking about Friday, it's this idea of modeling what it looks like to live out your faith at work, mm-hmm. at home, in your marriage, wherever it might be. If I see you doing that, I spend enough time around you, that's going to rub off on me. And I'm going to learn how to speak to people. One of the one of the issues you have is a lot of people are are extremely hostile in these situations. And mm. that that doesn't do us any good. Right. You know, our our words need to be seasoned. And uh they're oftentimes not because we're speaking out of kind of this rage that's taken over. Again, we are to be angry over certain things, but the the gospel is a stumbling block enough. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be. We don't need to add to that. That's not to say we're to be quiet. I think we are to address these things, but we're to do it with grace and uh, and, and understand. Likely, who you're talking to is uninformed. They're they're agnostic. Mm-hmm. They're atheists. Whatever. Listen, they're blind. Yeah. If a blind person walked through that door behind you and bumped into you, you're probably not going to turn around and slap him. <laughs> you're going to notice, oh, the guy's blind. Yeah, you, I'm not going to expect him to be able to see. There you go. And, you know, and again, because we've been silent on these issues, I think that you know we have to be able to defend our faith not only against people who are, um, you know, ignorant, but also uh, against people who are, you know, might call themselves Christians but have been bought over by you know, the spirit of the age. And those are two different types of ways to uh, defend your faith, you know, because on the one end, it's, you know, someone who's completely or mostly ignorant. Um, but on the other, it's somebody who claims to believe the same things that you do, but hold completely different definitions of those things. And, you know, so then the the conversation breaks down because it's like, what in the world? We It seems like we're the same, but there's a, a, a disconnect that's on a deeper level than we realize. And I think that's an area that most of us aren't even really thinking about right now. Well, and are we willing to ask those questions? Mm. You know, I, I come in contact with people all the time. I'm kind of wondering where are they on that? And I'm not oftentimes, uh, I don't know, bold enough to say, Hey, where do you stand on <laughs> that? On that? It, just cause as you already put it, I think we, we, we don't want to, uh, ruffle anybody's feathers we don't want to you know cause any kind of um we want everybody to like us mm. you know what i mean and i think that's a that's uh, we care more about ourselves than we do about advancing uh, the gospel truth yeah that's true and i think there's also the aspect of you know not knowing how to handle conflict in any way um so especially somebody that you know you you feel like oh this is my brother and you know we seem to be eye to eye on so many things and then not know how to broach a subject with them and then you know yeah i'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that yeah you know? my uh, my wife is doing a a study at our house on tuesday nights uh with some women she just kind of mentioned it and a lot of people signed up for it mm-hmm. and the title is they're going through a book called Mama Bear Apologetics. Hmm. And it's really about raising children in this culture and all the definitions that are out there and what they really mean. So, yeah, to your point, 
And that sounds uh, pretty interesting. I'm going to have to... You said it's Mama Bear Apologetics. Mama Bear Apologetics. That's the name of a book. Right? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that one out and give it to my wife, see if she likes it. All right, stick with us. We are up against the break. We will be back with more in just a moment. Um, you can download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord has come to seek him. That is Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And as I said in the last segment, Doug is out for the next couple days. And we have Brad Sykes in the studio with us. And so happy to have him in. We are going to be getting into Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 43. And this is looking at Peter. Um, it follows... Um, uh, Paul, and he gets sent off to Caesarea, but we looked at that last week, and this is going to go and look through Peter and um, kind of jumps back to him before, what, in like three chapters going back mm-hmm. to to Paul. So that is where we're at. If you missed any of the program um, last week, anything that we've uh, covered in Acts so far, you can go to www.swatradio.com. Again, that's www.swatradio.com, and you can click on the past programs link, there you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this program here in just about an hour or so. So that's where we're at. Brad, anything else you want to no, throw I, out before I, we jump I into I, that? I mentioned this last week as you and I were on because you taught it. Did you teach all all five of the studies? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Well, you did a great job. It was a gauntlet, man. It is. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> I've done it a few times myself and, but it's good. You, yeah. you and I, after Friday, we're out there on like we always do. We're either here in the studio for you know thirty minutes or half an hour uh, to an hour, just talking. But you know the importance of teaching. Why I am such a big believer in learning how to teach. 
that may not be your gifting, although I think you're gifted at it. I mean, you already are a teacher. Yeah. Um, but the the reality is, so many people tend to say, "Well, I'm not. I'm, that's not my thing." Well, that's not exactly uh, biblical. Yeah. That uh, we're we're called to teach. In, in fact, almost everybody is a teacher at some point. That's true. And uh, y- you taught last week out of this passage that we're looking at this week. And I'm sure that it's still there. I mean, and it's going to be there for years to oh. come. Yeah, and that was um, the first, you know, when I first started teaching, teaching, mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you, you think you know something until you have to teach it. Exactly. And then it, it hits you a whole, uh, real different, and you obviously, if you take it that seriously, the type of uh, work you put in, and then the the deepening of your knowledge uh, coming out of, you know, whatever you taught, um, it's like, oh, wow, this is completely different. And, yeah, I, I never would have known that if I hadn't started uh, teaching history, you know. Well, we 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 don't mind being taught, but don't tell me to teach. Don't tell me to teach others. And yet, the reality is, it's one of the things I do when I disciple a guy. If we're going through a particular passage of scripture, take for instance what we're looking at today and tomorrow and this week, where Peter heals two people, actually mm-hmm. brings one of them to, to life. It's not it's not enough to just hear it taught. James says, don't merely be a hearer of the word, but a doer. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, we are supposed to be obedient. Jesus said, go therefore make disciples, teaching them to obey. So it's not just teaching, it's obeying, but it's also being able to uh, teach others what what you've heard. Uh, I mentioned that verse uh, out of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, verse 2. Paul says to Timothy, the things you've heard from me. In the presence of many witnesses, and trust these things to faithful men who will teach others. Okay, so hey, the things we hear here in the presence of many witnesses. I was at church yesterday in the presence of many witnesses. Mm-hmm. I heard a great message. I need to be able to go teach that. Yeah, that's a, a, a mindset people don't it have is. when they go to church at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's a really important. Um, you know, I remember growing up, coming out of the service, my dad would always be like, so what'd you learn? Exactly. You, you we did had the to, same thing. Yeah, I had to give an account for what you were doing in there. If you, if you weren't paying attention, well, oh, man, it's going to show. Um, but, yeah, that that's very helpful um, for us growing up just to be able to grasp what – or actually, at first – to know that we had to pay attention, yeah. but second, to be able to synth- synthesize what we heard and be able to uh, give a uh, an account yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's a responsibility we have. Uh, I think of the the um, uh, First Peter uh, ver- uh, chapter four verse ten says, "As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as faithful stewards of God's manifold grace." One of the gifts we have, uh, among others, is the gift of God's Word. Yeah, His Spirit that's dwelling in us is is meant. It, the Word isn't just meant to be sitting there. Uh, it, it, it's you. I think it's Peter who says it's it's like a deposit that's been made. Listen, you make a deposit at Smith Barney or wherever you put your money. You want a return on mm-hmm. it. Okay, that. That word that gets in you is supposed to come out of you, obviously in your actions, but even in your lip service, you know. 
Yeah, and you know, I think that what you said there about we're all teachers at some point, I think, is important. And sometimes our our teaching is like you're talking about with our actions. And it's I modeled. Think, yes, and that is a big part that we don't think about enough, as we talked about on Friday. But then there are times. I mean, if you're going to be a parent, there's definitely going to be times, regardless of where you're going to have to articulate what it is you believe or what it is that um, the Bible is saying. Mm-hmm. And it it's better to practice that, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I Yeah, it is better to practice that before you got kids, I would say. Um, and obviously it's good to do regardless with uh, friends and family who, you know, don't believe or just have questions that you might be able to answer. But anyway, so let's get into the text a little bit um, just to recap what was going on before we uh yeah do you want me to read that passage i'll I'll do it okay go Um, for it all right now as peter went here and there among them all he came down also to the saints who lived at lydda where he found a man named aeneas bedridden for eight years who was paralyzed and peter said to him aeneas jesus christ heals you rise and make your bed and immediately he rose and all the residents of lydda and sharon saw him and they turned to the lord now, there, were, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became ill and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in the upper room. Since Lida was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, Please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics, in other garments that Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and raised her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. And he stayed in Joppa for many days with one Simon, a tanner. So, Right before this passage, we, again, just to recap, we have um, the conversion of Saul and then him proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues, him escaping Damascus, and then his time in Jerusalem. And um, in Jerusalem, he was kind of, he was making some trouble uh, (laughs) in the area, so much so that they were ready to kill him. And so the, the brothers got him out of there got him down to Caesarea and then sent him off to Tarsus. And as uh, Doug talked about last week, he wasn't just idle there in Tarsus, but he was, he was there and he was planting churches. Um, and then the next verse is, so the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and were, and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy spirit. It multiplied. And, you know, I, as I said, uh, on Wednesday, it's interesting that uh, some translations will say, therefore, the church throughout all Judea. And, you know, therefore, um, if you ever have gone to CFC, you know to look what's it there for. Um, and the next verse up there says, uh, uh, excuse me, verse 30 says that he was sent off Saul to Tarsus. And so it's interesting that the church had peace when Saul was gone. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of things to think about that, but it, it could just be that. Actually, I'm curious. What what have your what's your thoughts on that? Because you know, I I talked about it on Wednesday. Yeah, about about there being peace. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> when when there's not a lot of hostility going on, there is a sense of peace that comes with that. 
you know, I, there there's so much in even just uh, verses 30 and 31 that kind of stir me to, mm-hmm. to a- ask questions uh, is, number one, when you came to Christ, do you remember when you came to Christ? Yeah, I was a and little kid. What were, what were what were the immediate responses in your life? You know, you think about Paul. You think about lots of people in the scriptures that when they came to Christ, when they surrendered to the lordship of Jesus, it's this immediate action takes place. Yeah. And I, I find that interesting, although Paul certainly spent many days with the disciples. There was training going on, five, six years possibly, yeah. is what's thought. You know, so there is some training going on. But I don't think he's silent. He is fired up. And and as a result of him being fired up, he's offending a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of back to what you and I were talking about in that first segment. You yeah. know, are, are we willing to speak truth even if it causes persecution, possibly death? I don't think we're there yet, although we're, we hear about this around the world. We're not there in America uh, I was listening to a, a broadcast last week, an interview with the Canadian pastor who oh, got thrown in jail. Arthur, uh, yeah. whatever, last yeah. name starts with a P. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you re- okay, I, I don't know of any of that yet here, but there's certainly talk of it. Is that going to silence you? It didn't silence Paul. I mean, yes, the, the disciples took him away and yeah. there was peace. But notice it also says they enjoyed peace and then it says being built up. Yeah. Being built up. Okay, what are we being built up for? Even going back and looking at last, you know, Doug's teaching from, mm-hmm. from last week, Paul had a new mission. Paul had a new message. He had a new power, and he had a new master. And I know that, I don't want to recap last week, but this idea that as we've been redeemed, we've got a regenerated heart, what is it causing us to do? Are we being built up? If you are, for what? Yeah, so we are up against the news break already. So stick with us. We'll be back with more after the news. We'd like to let you know that, um, actually, I already said that one. So we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. That was Austin French with Freedom Hymn. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 43. Um, And we were talking just before the break uh, about really we're doing the lead up into this verse and talking about the church throughout all uh, Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. Um, Yeah, and and you, you 
before you before the break you said being built up for what and i think that's a good uh good observation there that it kind of ties back to what doug, doug was talking about a few weeks ago um to the new mission right the new master right. um and i think there i think there's also has to be an element of you know it had peace at this time it's being built up and multiplying but this is like the only time we hear about really the church having peace for the most of the new testament and so i, I wonder how much of the build build up was also you know a strong reservoir for when the persecution comes you know what i'm saying right and I, what if that were us today mm. it, it, are we experiencing peace right now now a lot of people say huh, no way yeah but not like what they were mm-hmm. i mean what they were used to is nothing like what we're used to they would consider what we're in is peaceful yeah and you know what it, I, I didn't even think about this when we we're talking about look at from just with that verse there saul was persecuting the church now saul has become uh saved and, and persecuted. It, yeah, and then not only has he become saved, now he's riled up people so much that he's getting persecuted, and there's you know this uh, tension, and then now he's gone, and oh my gosh, there's peace now, and and that's where we find Peter in this text, um, and so we want to get into kind of the first little bit of that, which was that, um, uh, well, yeah, Peter was being active; he was not being passive; he was being active about the mission that he was on, and we see this in verse thirty-two. Now, as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. And, you know, when I was first reading this, um, I I guess I was, for whatever reason, it made me think of John 21 uh, verses 15 through 19 and maybe why Peter was, because I I guess when I read it too, it doesn't necessarily say that he was urgent, um, but here and there makes makes you think here and there and everywhere. It's like he was all over the place helping and, and training and equipping people. And so it made me think, why is he so intense about that? And and so then that made me think of John. Um, again, I'll read this, um, John 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to the Lord, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you don't want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. Um, oh, and then after that, he said to him, follow me and it just hit me that that you know because we all have gotten the great commission right but peter got something very very unique and intimate there that i think probably spurned his heart even more so mm-hmm. to truly uh follow christ uh in maybe a more intense way and obviously he's the leader of the church at the time um but he had just denied christ and that's why if you don't know that's why He's asked him three times. And so he hammers on kind of his own, um, Peter's own, uh, his biggest shortcoming in his life, right? Tied it to feeding my sheep Mm -hmm. and following me. And so that seemed to would produce like a feeling of immense gratitude that he was saved um, and forgiven for his betrayal. And then producing the action to go, okay, 
I got to be about feeding um, the sheep. And Lida from Jerusalem's like t- 28 miles. That's that's a pretty yeah, good. It's a good little. That's a good little walk. Near so, the, it's, it's, uh, let's see. I think it's near the airport. No, no. In, so in Israel. Or, Joppa uh, is. No, Joppa's, Joppa's right on the Tel coast. Aviv. Yeah, no, yeah, Joppa that, and Tel Aviv. Okay, Joppa's okay, like gotcha. a suburb of yeah, Tel yeah. Aviv. Uh, Jaffa. Yeah, now. now. Yeah. But um, is it? Uh, it's Lod now. Lida is yeah. L-O-D. L-O-D. Yeah, Lod. And that's just south of the Tel Aviv airport. Of the airport. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, if you look on a map where that is. Mm. And yeah, from, from there to Jerusalem, it's about 25 miles. Yeah, and you know. That's definitely walkable in a day. Yeah, um, that, especially been a good little haul, especially but, for them at the time. But yeah. it just kind of goes to show his dedication to being the 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 pastor feeding the sheep yeah. um, as he's going about his mission and what that's going to require. You know, and I, I yeah. you, you think of that. I, I thought of First uh, Peter four, First uh, Peter two uh, ten, which says uh, you are a a chosen people, mm. a, a royal priesthood a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into light. The idea is that we are his priest. We are the priests yeah. today. And, and you know, as God's kingdom priest, he's calling us to a personal action, to, to get busy. And as, as Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. You asked earlier, everybody's a teacher are you teaching? Not not are you gifted at it? Are you teaching? Because you should be. Yeah, and you know you said something there too. Um, uh, like that, I just wanted to highlight. I, I was going to say it before we kind of got into the first part, but this is uh, a little bit more of an intimate look at uh, Peter's ministry, mm-hmm. um, which we're going to touch on again later. But um, up until this point in Acts, it's been a, a public uh, ministry that you know he's kind of been up in front of a bunch of people and this we're seeing a, a much more intimate encounter in these two two um uh portions of the of the text and you said something that made me think about that that one-on-one kind of intimate connection when you were talking about um being a royal priesthood and i can't remember what it, what it was now but <laughs> i just maybe made me remember not mm-hmm. to forget uh that well and i i think of uh Right there in the beginning of Acts, which we studied back uh, before the summer break, was uh, where Jesus, you know, is it, mm. meets him in the upper room, and he says, "But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." Well, that would include where he's headed where he is right there. Yeah. You're going to receive power and you're going to minister and be my priest out there wherever you go. And as you kind of got into it, looking at that passage, let me turn to it real quick because it says, now it came about that as Peter was traveling through all those parts, all what parts? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go back and read Acts one eight. That that's where he is, and then it says he came down also to the saints who lived in Lydda, verse thirty three. And there he found a certain man. I just highlighted that. I don't. That's just me personally. I think as we read through Scripture, there are things that just pop mm-hmm. out at you, mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting that they use the word found. 
Well, when you find something, you're looking for it, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you ever lose your keys? <laughs> okay, you find them because you're in search of them. I think Peter is in search of people. I mean, not specific people, but right. I think his eyes are open, his ears are open, and he's aware of what's going on around him. And I think we oftentimes miss that. I miss that, that there, there's opportunities right in front of us to be God's priest right there. You know, and you, then you, you you highlighted found and how, you know, if you find something, you're looking for it. But there's also the aspect of, like, let's say you find money on the ground. You're not really looking for that, but you know. You see it. Yeah, and you see the value yeah. in it. And, and, and that's, yeah, in the same way as you're talking about, he's looking actively for for ways that he can be of service, for way that for ways that he can um, be a good pastor, really. Um, and in that sense, yeah, he found an opportunity, and I think the Spirit uh, prompted him that, man, here's an opportunity to to follow me and be like me. Um, so, because this is a really um, this well, both of these. That's another aspect of both of these is that they mirror Jesus um, big time in, in a few different. Uh, accounts, um, and I, at, matter of fact, we might as well go ahead and and look at one of them. Um, so I'll remind you again in verse thirty four. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. Um, so let's go to what is it, Mark two, right? Yeah. Give me a second to get over there. Okay. That's at Mark two, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, and and then so in verse eleven, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Very similar. Um, there's obviously other um, healing accounts where Jesus healed the paralyzed man. So this is the one um, in, in Capernaum. Capernaum. Um, there's also at the pool of Bethesda, and I believe at both those places he says, rise and uh, <clears throat> roll up your mat. Um, and and this one the only and, and go home. And this one the there's uh, only difference there. Is Jesus Christ heals you, rise and make your bed. He doesn't tell him uh, to go home. Mm-hmm. And you know, I asked some people about it, kind of through, throughout the uh, the swap meetups, and some people were kind of taken aback. And other people finally hit it. Yes, he 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 didn't <laughs> tell him to go home because he was already home, right? Right, exactly. And it's a uh, really, but but the point is that it really mirrors um, Jesus greatly in the next one that we're going to look at, which we'll probably get into tomorrow, mirrors him even more. And this is authenticating Peter, obviously, as having the same spirit as Christ. Um, but, yeah, just that he's into, that's an intimate portrayal, that he's in the man's home and uh, telling him to rise. You know, I initially saw that, <clears throat> looked at that, and thought, well, it doesn't say go home. In other words, okay, why didn't he say that? Well, maybe this was his home. Maybe where he was, you know, you think about the people who, with the, the lame man outside the temple. Yeah. That's kind of his home. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, but I, I, I kind of like what you're saying is that it, it's a, it's personal. He's intimate. He's willing to go and meet this man, you know, in his home. And I feel like we're, we're so much of a society that's all about the big. Yeah. Not the small. Yep, and and yeah, and that's something we're going to touch on, obviously, when we get into point number three, um, which Doug is going to be upset with me that I didn't read all the points off at the beginning. But hey, rookie, <laughs> hey we can cover it when <laughs> we get back. Rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, stick with us. We'll be back with more after the break. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia, as well as all of you who are listening online around the country or wherever you are in the world. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. That is Nobody by Casting Crowns. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 43 this week. If you would like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. Again, that's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, I remembered... uh, uh uh, a cardinal rule that I broke. Um, Doug was told me, he, you know, after my first go through, he's like, you got to tell people where they're headed before you go there. Otherwise they'll, they'll uh, kind of not really want to hang with you. And since I did it a little bit different, I kind of did three separate read throughs and then brought out three different things. I forgot to uh, talk about the application model. So real quick, we're, we're going over uh, number one today, but I'm going to read them all. Um, to you, and then we'll jump back into number one. So the first one, be active, not passive. Oh, and then, again, I should explain this better. This is what we see Peter doing in the text, and that is a good model for us to remember as we go about our daily lives. So the first one, be active, not passive. Be active about the mission. Be ambassadors, not emperors. We rep Christ, not ourselves. Number three, be approachable, not abrasive. Um, be meek, which is power under control, have the humble authority that Peter displays in the text that we'll talk about. Uh, number four, be assured, not doubting. Respond to God, God's prompting with boldness. And number five, be authenticated, not exposed. Action lead, our actions should lead others to recognize we serve Jesus. Amen. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, and I think as, you know, since we're really looking at verse 32 and 33, now it came about that as Peter was traveling through all those parts. So he's busy. 
you know, what does it look like to be active? Ephesians five sixteen talks about the fact that you know time is fleeting. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be we need to be busy. We need to be doing something. I think of Jesus where he said, "Go therefore, make disciples." Go is it's it's active, and uh, I was uh, Ephesians five sixteen making the best use of time because the days are evil. Boy, is that true mm-hmm. for today? Mm-hmm. Make the best use of time that we have because the days are evil. In other words, we're experiencing birth pains right now. Yeah. What we're seeing, the, we're not getting closer to Christ. I mean, we're not getting further away from Christ. We're getting closer. The end is coming. And are we actively ministering the gospel like Peter's mm. doing? Mm. Yeah. And I, now you got me thinking about the end times there, man. You, you got me off, off well, track well, yeah. in my thoughts um, <laughs> a little bit. But, yeah, um, again, I went through it a little bit different as far as instead of going through um, the the models uh, first. But since we're talking about active, we should jump down into um, verse 40 because that's another instance of, Peter being active as well is just in a way that, you know, most people probably don't consider. Um, again, this is after uh, he's been asked to come and see Tabitha, um, and he's put all the people out, um, and he's in the upper room. So he put, but Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. And that to me uh, is another example of him being active in the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously putting people outside is an active thing to do, but what really want to highlight is that he prayed and that is a um that's that's an active thing to be doing uh and i think you know too often especially men it's like that seem as like oh that's you know that's kind of a passive thing that's not really going after mm-hmm. um but because peter understood where the real authority lied lies you know he's active in that situation by going to commune with that authority before uh going on to to speak and so that's something that we should definitely pull out uh, as well as as we're looking to be active. We got to remember that no action should be taken without consulting the Most High. We should be continually in prayer um, before doing anything. Well, it's one of the main points of SWAT. Yeah, is prayer. It, it's where the battle is. I mean, mm-hmm. the battle begins in prayer. And 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 you think about going back to thirty one, where it talks about the church is being built up. You're built up so that you'll get busy, so yeah. that you'll get active. Prayer, without question, without question, would be the first thing you would do. And um, especially during the evil days that we're experiencing today. Yeah, and, you know, I can see why people would maybe look at that as, because I think there's also a tendency to to um, pray when you, God's already prompted you to act. You know what I mean? You've already mm-hmm. been praying, and it's like, okay, this is kind of where God's moving you and pushing you. And instead of going and doing that, you're like, okay, I'm going to pray a little bit more about it, make sure that, you know, this is. Okay, so let me ask you a question. We were The first time you ever got on the radio behind that mic right there, a little scary oh, for yeah. you? Uh-huh. Did you pray? Yeah. Why? Uh, I'm, I'm not to put you on the spot, but, I, I mean. So that I didn't say and that God would, you know, lead me not to say anything stupid well, <laughs> i guess yeah. listen god gave you the voice you have yeah we're to, we're to use it for him in other words if if we're being built up in the church to go do to go go make disciples be active 
we have got to be completely and utterly dependent upon God. This isn't Taylor's work. This mm-hmm. isn't my work. Yet we are his priesthood. We are the holy nation. We are the people of God's own possession that we might proclaim him. And I know we're going to get into that tomorrow. We're not proclaiming ourselves. We're proclaiming him. We're doing the work of the ministry. We're doing, we are the hands and feet of Christ, if you will. Mm-hmm. For us to be the hands and feet of Christ, we better submit to Christ and say, because I, I remember getting behind the mic the first time, I was scared to death. God, please speak through me. Mm. Don't let it be about Brad. Don't let it be about Taylor. Use us. And so, you know, being being serious about prayer is, I mean, it's the first step, I think. Well, yeah, no, and I guess what I'm trying to highlight is that I think that you should be, like, let's say, you know, um, you're going to build a house or something. Um, you should be praying continually as you work through that. But if you just pray about, Lord, should I lay the foundation, Lord, and you know what I mean, and and not couple that with doing. You should pray as you go mm-hmm. about um, mm-hmm. being sent on your mission, as you go about uh, what God's called you to do. But if we don't ever couple that with action. So I, I was just saying that to say I could see why some people would be like, oh, well, prayer, that's not really, right. you know, whatever, because you know, there's the possibility that people abuse it. But the reality is that the prayer is is integral to any action, and it is in itself an action. Um, and it's, a, it's an active way to pursue, um, it, well, anything, a problem, you know, anything good, any, whatever it is, it's an active way to be moving. And a lot of times we don't look at it that way because of how some people have been about their prayer life. Well, I'm curious. I agree 100%. And I think we are very loose in our uh, statements when we say, I'll pray for you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like almost a cop-out in some way. Some people view it, you know, as opposed to, hey, you're in need. Instead of saying, I'll pray for you, get your wallet out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and actually do something. Yeah, that's not, and I'm not saying we shouldn't pray. We absolutely should pray. But when I think about Peter and what's about to take place as he goes down to Lydda and he confronts this lame man, I mean, he knows what he's going to do. Yeah. He knows that apart from him, he can do nothing. But this is, if this guy's going to stand up, make his bed, and, you know, be, be you know, healed. Yeah going to be a work of god yeah it's not going to be him that's at right. All. And, right. Then, and then and then he goes down to uh to uh is it joppa yep. is that where he mm-hmm. is yeah and and tabitha's there tabitha's dead you know what what do you think's going through his mind man you know the only <laughs> we're, we're going to look at this more but w- the only reason i would think that it was probably jesus with uh, jaris's daughter is because of how similar the yes. two things are yeah but i mean other than that is probably like lord what in the world do you want me to do you know right right because yeah, i mean that and again that's why he I, I think obviously why he knelt down and prayed about it um because it, it, on, on our own um just as mere men that would be an impossible situation to be in uh as far as if you're thinking oh this she's going to be raised from the dead because we can't do that at all that's obviously the power of of the holy spirit the power of God, but yeah. So I think I, I couldn't. I, I guess I can't. I, I can't imagine what he was thinking. Is what I should have said because that is you know so far beyond you know, removed from anything that I've ever experienced. You know? Of course, we know Peter has healed before, mm-hmm. so he's experienced that. But this is the first time in Acts that somebody 
has raised someone from the dead. But as yes. far as the text yeah. says, this so that's another big yeah. thing about this this uh, passage as well. Yeah, I just I I think about what 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 does our prayer life look like? Mm. What what do we actually believe God can do in and through us? Because I got to think Peter, he's healed the lame man. Now they're they know he's in the area, as the text reads. Right. They send two guys down to get him, to bring him up. What is that conversation with those two guys on the way up? (laughs) Hey, uh, what are they expecting me to do? (laughs) You ever been invited to come some somewhere and speak? You know, like (laughs) I always know. What do you want me to do? You know. Right. And uh, I'm wondering if they were saying, well, they 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 think you're going to heal or bring her back to life. Uh, I'd be like. I need to spend some time in prayer on that one. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it, yeah, and I, well, I guess you know another aspect of his faith here, and where we're talking about action is that after he prayed, clearly, you know, the Lord had prompted him because he speaks after that. Um, you know, it could be a tendency to not want to say Tabitha arise. You know what I mean? It was just because, oh, I don't. Am I going to feel stupid if I say it and nothing happens? Did I really hear? God's prompting in this way. Um, and so I think that, again, is, a, is important why prayer must be, in, is, is integral, but then also then to do once God has prompted you is another form in, in showing your faith in action mm-hmm. and, and not being passive, but rather being active. So. But, of course, you look and see what happened as a result of that. Mm-hmm. I know we'll get into that later in the week. Yes. Yeah. Is that many come to Christ yep. yeah. uh, through Peter's willingness to pray yep. and to be active. Yep. And even though prayer is an active part of our walk with Christ and the ministry that he's given. Yeah, exactly. Um, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. And we only have Doug or we, we have Doug coming back Wednesday. We only have Brad one more day. Um, so we're going to have to enjoy it. But you've been listening to SWAT Radio. Um, join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual